Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Uh, You can certainly track me down on LinkedIn. Uh, or at meded101.com as well. Just hit the contact button there and shoot me a message. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, uh, this is uh, the Real Life Pharmacology podcast, of course. Uh, You can go to reallifepharmacology.com and hit the free top 200 study guide in the upper right-hand corner of the page. Uh, Go ahead and subscribe there, and you will get updates when we've got a new podcast available. So definitely go uh, check that out. Uh, Get your free 31-page PDF, too, on the top 200 drugs. Great little uh, refresher and or little study guide if you're uh, preparing for pharmacology or board exams. So go check that out. So let's get into the drug of the day today, and that is uh, Simvastatin. So if you've listened to Every podcast episode, which I'm guessing most of you probably haven't, um, but you may remember that we did cover uh, statins in general. Uh, And I wanted to uh, branch out and dig a little bit deeper on some of these uh, individual agents because there are uh, subtle uh, differences amongst uh, the statin agents. So, um, with that said, uh, the mechanism of action of simvastatin. Uh, brand name Zocor uh, is going to be the same as I as I covered before. Uh, it inhibits HMG CoA reductase. If you remember, this is the rate limiting step in basically producing uh, cholesterol. Okay, and that's ultimately uh, going to lower LDL production. And when we do those, uh, when we check our blood for cholesterol levels. Uh, hopefully, with the use of the medication, those levels will be uh, reduced. But I'll talk a little bit further about monitoring parameters. Uh, use of this medication, uh, lowering cardiovascular risk, lowering cholesterol, uh, and things of that nature, of course. So uniquely, let's talk about some some quirks with simvastatin. So um, one of the most important things, I think, is dosing. So there are lots of different dosing quirks with simvastatin, and some are based off of drug interactions, uh, which I'll talk about towards the the end of the podcast. Um, But there is a maximum recommended dose of 40 milligrams. However, if patients have been on 80 milligrams for more than a year and they've tolerated it, uh, there is a caveat that says you can continue that dose. But you got to be careful about drug interactions and other things going on um, with that dose and obviously monitoring uh, for adverse effects. So um, I did just the other day, uh, this is in the year 2020, I did just the other day see a patient on uh, simvastatin 80 milligrams daily and they were tolerating it okay and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, 
the other important clinical pearl I'd point out is if you see somebody on simvastatin, um, you might just check their allergy intolerance list um, because they may have had an intolerance to some of the other statins, but for whatever reason, they seem to, to tolerate simvastatin. So that's one example where you might see somebody on simvastatin. Uh, and the other example is uh, somebody that's been on it for a long time and we've never really switched it. Okay, because most patients uh, now are going to be on a torvastatin or rosuvastatin because they're a little bit more um, potent agents and maybe not quite so associated um, with some of the myopathy risks, particularly at higher doses um, as simvastatin is. Okay, so adverse effect profile really not much difference across the board with statins in general. Um, myopathy, rhabdomyolysis. Again, rhabdomyolysis is extremely rare, but extremely serious uh, if, it, if it does happen. I've only seen uh, a handful of cases uh, throughout my 10-plus um, year career now as a clinical pharmacist. So I did want to mention adherence uh, with uh, cholesterol medications in general, um, and basically this can be applied to any medication that manages a disease state where the patient doesn't necessarily feel a benefit, okay? We're, we're preventing bad outcomes like heart attack and stroke. Um, patients tend to stop taking these medications over time, and or it may be very difficult to convince them to continue to take it. Again, they don't feel a benefit because we're preventing a significant effect when using these medications. So that's definitely a problem, and adherence rates with statins in general um, can be, yeah, not, not very good. Um, so a couple of tips on tracking that adherence. Obviously, we can talk with the patients. We can ask them about it. Um, but there are a couple of things that we can do that we don't have to really get the uh, patient's perspective. So we can check cholesterol levels. If we know that the drug has brought those cholesterol levels down and all of a sudden you see a big spike back up in cholesterol levels, adherence could be one of the factors that's causing that. Maybe they quit taking it. Maybe they got nervous. Maybe they had a family member that had a, a reaction. Uh, whatever the uh, case may be for that patient, um, checking those cholesterol levels uh, is a decent way to assess adherence because it may be one of the contributing factors uh, towards an elevated cholesterol level. Um, one other thing uh, that I think some forget about once in a while is uh, if you're in a clinic, if you're a provider prescribing these medications, um, give the, the pharmacy a call that's dispensing that medication and, and we can track uh, those records and how often the patient's getting the medication filled and, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, important to remember uh, that as a potential option uh, to help us really monitor that adherence and make sure patients are um, not putting themselves at higher risk for uh, cardiovascular events by uh, quitting their statin if indeed uh, they need it and certainly it's it's indicated there. Uh, let's 
uh, I mentioned, you know, lipids, that's something we're, we're going to potentially monitor over time uh, to see if we're having a benefit as well as potentially adherence concerns. A couple other monitoring questions that come up are CPK and LFTs. So these are really done as clinically indicated. Uh, we don't routinely check a, a CPK. If patients are having symptoms of myopathy, um, that's a situation where we, we might consider uh, checking a, a CPK. Uh, same thing with, with LFTs. Uh, we, we might do a baseline right when we first start the drug, um, but we're probably not going to uh, check them very often unless there's maybe other risk factors or something. We're probably not going to check them uh, routinely unless we um, have a reason to, a uh, clinical indication uh, to do so. Uh, other monitoring things, you know, we're going to look out for adverse effects, things of that nature, uh, the lipids I, I mentioned as well. All right, one pharmacogenomic thing that's unique to Simvastatin that I did want to mention is the gene SLC01B1. Now, this is something I have seen come up on board exams as far as questions, things like that. Um, this genetic variation in this SLC01B1 gene may put patients at risk or at higher risk for having uh, statin-induced myopathy and particularly true with simvastatin or the strongest evidence we have uh, with this gene variation is with simvastatin. So that's one to, to kind of remember um, that I definitely have seen come up. And, you know, as we go forward in the future, I think we're going to get more and more information on uh, genetics and how um, understanding that different gene variants may put patients at risk for various adverse effects. Uh, a couple other uh, pharmacokinetics, pharmacodynamics things. Um, lipophilic, so simvastatin is uh, more lipophilic than hydrophilic. So if you remember the lipophilic statins, that's uh, simvastatin, atorvastatin, and uh, lovastatin, hydrophilic, rosuvastatin, pravastatin. Now, clinically, why this matters, if I've got a, a lipophilic statin on board and I know a patient's had troubles with it or adverse effects, um, it might make a lot of sense to try a hydrophilic statin rather than another lipophilic statin. All right, so those are, I think, are some of the, the most important points with simvastatin here. I'm going to take a quick break, and I want to finish up on drug interactions, um, which definitely simvastatin uh, is an important one to remember there. So uh, let's take a quick break from our sponsor, and we will get back with drug interactions in a second here. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like BCGP, BCPS, ambulatory care, uh, medication therapy management, or the NAPLEX exam, definitely go check out meded101.com slash store. We've got links uh, to all the different resources there. Uh, if you're a nurse, uh, physician, pharmacy technician, and you're looking for more clinical education, medication education, um, recent books we've put out, drug interactions um, in primary care, so check that one out. Uh, we've also just recently put out a guide to drug food interaction, uh, which is uh, we've got a list of the top 500 drugs or over 500 drugs, I believe. 
and some of the most common um, drug food considerations that you might uh, look at with those agents as well as a bunch of other info. So again, links to all these resources uh, that can be applicable to um, all different healthcare professions, go to meded101.com slash store. All right, so speaking of drug interactions and potentially drug food interactions, uh, we've got to remember grapefruit juice and simvastatin. Uh, grapefruit juice inhibits CYP3A4. That can greatly raise concentrations of simvastatin, and we can run into uh, you know, risk of rhabdomyolysis and myopathy and, and an increased risk for adverse effects in general. Uh, another one, uh, maybe not necessarily a food, but um, maybe more of a supplement, red yeast rice. Uh, may have statin components in it. So that could increase the risk of toxicity uh, with simvastatin and other statins in general. Okay, so some specific drug interactions with simvastatin that actually have dosing recommendations. Um, Amiodarone's uh, an example here where we've got a maximum of 20 milligrams of statin. Dronaterone, similar to, to amiodarone in that classification of antiarrhythmics, uh, has dosing limitations. Uh, diltiazem, uh, it's recommended to only go uh, 10 milligram max of simvastatin and 240 milligrams of diltiazem. So we, we've definitely got some drug interactions, and this is one of the reasons, um, along with the intensity of simvastatin, the potency why simvastatin has really kind of fallen out of favor. So drug interactions, and it's not probably quite as potent, um, particularly at you know 40 milligrams, 20 milligrams or less, as atorvastatin or rosuvastatin. So those two um, have definitely taken over a little bit more so as far as frequency of use uh, compared to simvastatin. Uh, other drug interactions... Um, I think about uh, drugs that may exacerbate rhabdomyolysis. So your gemfibrozel, uh, your niacin, uh, maybe to a lesser extent, um, phenofibrate. Uh, Daptomycin is another one uh, that, that is contraindicated with statins um, and simvastatin as well. And then, of course, uh, we talked about the CYP3A4 inhibitors, but we've also got the CYP3A4 inducers as well. So, uh, inducers like rifampin, uh, phenytoin, uh, maybe a St. John's wort, these are all drugs that could lower concentrations of simvastatin and ultimately could raise cholesterol then if we've got less simvastatin uh, that's floating around and being able to uh, do its effects. So, remember that CYP3A4 interplay with simvastatin, very, very critical Lots of potential drug interactions there uh, that can uh, cause issues for sure. So I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Hopefully you picked up a few uh, clinical pearls on simvastatin. And uh, I thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, uh, go leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Um, Also go to reallifepharmacology.com, click the free top 200 study guide and uh, go subscribe to the podcast and snag that uh, pdf for free with that said i'm going to sign off for today Uh, thank you so much for listening 
uh, you can reach out to me at LinkedIn or at meded101.com. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.